1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Cruising to a 2-0 victory over Crusaders in Europe at Molyneux. Next up, it's the away leg in the Europa League and a trip to Sea View. If you're heading to Northern Ireland, listen out for Visit Belfast on everything you need to know for that. Also have a look at your latest betting odds and ticket news. There's also Level Up in there with Tom from the old Golden Black. And we give our thoughts on the latest transfers and also the new food and drink at Molyneux. Hi and welcome to episode 79 of the 77 Club. Your pundits this week are Harry Mansell. Hello everyone. Jack Williams. Hi everybody. And Tom Rouse from the old Golden Black. Tom, just uh, explain to listeners where they can go to find your stuff. Uh, if you have a look on YouTube for the old Golden Black, you'll find me there. Harry, our socials. The Wall 77 Club on Instagram and Facebook, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, and as usual, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever you listen to podcasts, please rate and subscribe. We start off with some sad news. Uh, former manager Sammy Chapman passed away at the age of 81 
last week. Uh, previously a player for likes of Portsmouth, Mansfield Town and Chapman was part of Northern Ireland's 1958 World Cup squad and was a goal scorer for Northern Ireland B in 1957. So uh, thoughts with his family. Um, Harry, we start off though with the Europa League and it still mm-hmm. sounds weird to be saying that. A 2-0 <laughs> win against Crusaders. It took... Diogo Jota, 37 minutes to break the deadlock. But let's first of all start with that team because arguably with injury to Doherty, it's probably only um, Jimenez starting on the bench and that's pretty much the strongest team you could look to have. Yeah, it was. Um, I think we all knew Jimenez was going to be on the bench because obviously he come back late. But it was just the same old, wasn't it, really? Obviously, Crusaders are probably like conference standard, if you're being kind. And there's a lot of side to side. We had the ball a lot. And you've got to give them credit at the end of the day. They defended for their lives. Obviously, it was a big game for them. Um, I think, obviously, we got the goal in the end. And then Jota could have had another straight after, couldn't he? That one that like rebounded back to him. And fair play to Crusaders, that's all you can say. And it's the story of our life, and it? 80% possession, a million shots, and we just can't seem to put the ball in the net sometimes. Jack, when that team came out, Crusaders had a gif of uh, that dog sat calmly at a kitchen table with the house burning down around it, <laughs> sort of saying, pray for Crusaders. And uh, they were sort of right in the beginning, hindsight is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I didn't see that, but that's quite funny, really. I mean, when I saw the team, I was like, guys, it's, I think it could, could actually be a cricket score here, but I suppose two for zero is a cricket score, but I don't, I don't know. It's... Um, it was. It was just seems a little bit. It seemed very pre-season. Is the best way to describe it. It seemed like it was mid-July and it was a bit of an exhibition, really. But you've got to say it's. We should be putting teams like that to the bed. I felt quite actually at the end of the game. I felt quite sorry for Crusaders because they did really well. They worked really hard. They contained us really well, and they should have only really lost that game one 0 It was just a, a bit of concentration, lack loss of concentration by their keeper towards the end. It's potentially you know. I won't go as far to say put them out of the tie, but it's it's become it's become very difficult for them now, even though they they go in home in the next leg. But they did their job really well, and you've got to, you've got to give them credit. But at the same time, like you say, with the team we had and the players we had out there, we should have been dispatching of them more comfortably. You can put it down to pre-season, you put it down to the squad not being together properly for a long period of time. But whether it be you know Huddersfield or a Championship team or you know a team from Northern Ireland, if a team sits back against us and doesn't want to attack. We struggle to break him down and it's still still worrying even this early on in the season. And Tom, Jack mentioned a cricket score there and actually the test match at Lords probably two mm. was about right um, against the Republic of Ireland. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, similar to the, the other boys there, I think it was a, bit, a little bit predictable in that we knew that they were going to sit back and we can't break teams down. I think the players that we've been linked with now in the transfer window suggest that they're looking for that little unlocking number 10 sort of player which we really needed on uh, on Thursday night but you can blame the heat or the you know the travel back from China or whatever we got the job done at the end of the day and if you look through the scores as well from the other European games there wasn't anybody that got absolutely tonked like even Rangers were playing against some team from Luxembourg and didn't smash them they only just about squeezed past them mm. so perhaps we are uh, uh, thinking a bit too much about the score we got the job done with two goals ahead going into another game against them we should put them to the sword again Harry Tom mentioned travelling back from China and they made it I mean lots of people were trying to travel across England at that point and couldn't because they were coming by train <laughs> Bayliss was one of those that sort of yeah. just scraped it in for the uh, for the kickoff, and obviously the heat played a part as well Tom mentioned a number 10 there that was Gibbs White's chance to shine wasn't it? 
It was, and I think he seemed quite desperate to score, didn't he? He had a couple of chances. He snatched at a few of them, and uh, it was just one of those, wasn't it? Um, with a bit more composure, maybe in some of the situations he got into, he probably would have scored on another day. But just on the heat as well, obviously Tom mentioned that coming back from China, maybe a little bit of jet lag was still there. But we were absolutely sweating our bollocks off, weren't we? We would have sat in the stands. So <laughs> fair, that's what that's why it even impresses me even more for the Crusaders players who, uh, let's yeah. face it, probably more semi-professional than professional. Well, the, the bloke that came off the bench for them looked like a proper amateur didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So fair play to him, yeah, because the heat was mad. I do think we probably actually, thinking back now to this podcast last week, maybe owe a bit of an apology to some of the, uh, maybe the, the, Northern <laughs> Island, the Northern Ireland lads who were on, or um, I know a few people called us out on Twitter after we, we said stupid scorelines mm. or Bailey's said a stupid scoreline of 14-1 or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think maybe we definitely, um, us personally, on a personal level on this podcast, probably underestimated the opposition a little bit and didn't expect them to be quite as good as they were. I, I said, I'm not worried. I fully expect us to even probably go and win the second leg, but uh, because you can't really see us go into Northern Ireland and they've got to score two goals to, you know, even, even bring that tie level. And they didn't attack us in that game at all. If they can't do that again, they've got to come at us in that game or else they're going out of the out of the tournament. It is early days tournament of football. So they did really well. But, you know, moving on to the next one, I, I think I'd struggle to see how they can score two goals without us at least scoring one in that return leg or potentially more. And Tom, they didn't register a shot on goal. So, I mean, you know, they came with a plan and it worked to an extent, but they're going to have to attack in that leg in Northern Ireland, aren't they? Yeah, you'd have thought so. And and if it had if it hadn't started started raining at the very end of that game, the keeper might not have dropped the ball and they've, they've yeah. come away with a very good one nil defeat there. Um I think the way they they will come out, but I don't imagine that they will too much. They don't want to be three nil down after half an hour or so. But they did was it last night or Saturday they got beaten five nil by a Carrick. Yeah, by Carrick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, they're obviously yeah. exhausted they were pictured in pop world after the game as well they? so <laughs> yeah, they've enjoyed that. their time in Wolverhampton certainly <laughs> <laughs> oh, did and it's wonderful to uh, be in, at Molyneux and in the North Bank um, and still get rained on in July <laughs> so thanks for that Steve Morgan again uh, the timely reminder of cost cutting when it comes to roofing also just just one thing I will say then is thinking back to when we were talking about the betting odds last week and Wolves were 125 to 1 on mm. to win that game You'd have been sweating if you had 125 grand on with five minutes left and it was only one nil. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, true. Imagine. <laughs> um, how do we line up then for that leg in at Sea View, Tom? Uh, I think it'd be a, as strong as we possibly can because uh, of it being pre-season. We haven't had another pre-season fixture between uh, last Thursday and this Thursday, so I imagine it'd be. a Full strength team, perhaps Jimenez will start over Gibbs White, uh, and I think there's been rumours that Catrone will be in the squad at some point. But it'll be if it was me, I'd go as strong as I can and get the job yeah. done definitely. Catrone looks like he's on his way. We'll obviously talk about transfers later, Harry. But they want those papers signed, so he's ready to go. And would you use him? It's a three G pitch, so artificial pitch, probably a little bit different to what most of those players are used to playing on. Uh, it's quite soon, isn't it, in coming in? I don't know, maybe he might make the bench. But just on the team selection, uh, I forgot to mention a minute ago about the game. We've got to mention Traore, I think. Um, I think everything came for him, didn't it, from the right wing back slot. He gets a lot of stick, Traore. I know it's Crusaders, and I know they didn't attack much, so he didn't have to do much defending, which is his weak side. But fair play to Traore. And yeah, I'm with Tom. Strongest team. Let's get the job done. You never know. Stranger things have happened, don't they, in football? And uh, I wouldn't risk it. I'd play a strong team. 
Jack, take your uh, head out of your hands and just come back on that Traore line there. <laughs> no, it's, I, it wasn't particularly anything wrong with what Harry said or Traore's performance, really. I just think he just, every week, I, I know I brought him up last week. It seems like he's just the, the recurring question every week. It's like some people love Traore, some people aren't as keen on Traore, but he always just seems to be be there. Well, oh, he's done a few good runs. People see them and think he could, oh, we can make a player out of him. Nuno will get the best out of him. And there's other people like me who think, yeah, he, okay, he did well against a team, playing right wing back against a team that didn't attack. So he didn't have to defend. But I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of these, uh, I echo the sentiments that I said last week is, I'd, I'll always be wary against him playing against any team that's, above the bottom six in the Premier League at right wing back. Mm. Is your mind made up and you're probably not going to go against it? Because I suppose, is it not a case of credit where it's due? So he makes those good runs, he does it a bit at school, he puts the ball into the box for Jota's goal and you can only beat what's put in front of you. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not particularly, I'm not like a witch hunt against Traore. I just don't have much confidence in him in a defensive aspect. But uh, yeah, you can only do what you did. He got the... the, um, the assist for the goal, which, you know, we needed because it was going like 35 odd minutes and we hadn't broken them down yet. And you know what it's like when you're sitting back and you haven't broken a team down in a game you should win, you can start to panic. And uh, so, you know, we did need that breakthrough. So fair play to him. But, you know, just it's going to just keep being, he splits opinions so much between Wolves mm. fans. And it's just, it's quite hard knowing, I haven't known a player quite like that in quite a while, really. And Jesus Vallejo comes from Real Madrid on loan, Tom. Does he go into that side? Is he going to be on the bench? Is it Ryan Bennett that's looking over his shoulder? I think he'll probably play some part just because it's very, very close to the beginning of the Premier League season now and he hasn't played with his, with his teammates yet. Bennett, we know, can drop in and out of the side quite comfortably. comfortably. But it's it's Sace, really, who I think is more in danger of completely dropping out of the squad altogether because he was that man that would come in for Bennett. But I think that will be between Bennett and Vallejo now. And Sace, I, th- I think there's been rumours of him Go in somewhere. I can't remember where it was that I read yesterday, but he's the forgotten man. I think more than more mm. so than Benny. Harry, do you think these utility players are sort of coming to an end of fashion with Nuno? Do you think these are going to be like for like substitutions that are going to be start being made now as he works with that smaller squad that we know he likes working with? But instead of bringing a Sace on in either in midfield or defence, you know who you've got to come in. I don't know. I think he will keep Sace. To be honest. Um, like you mentioned there, he could be used in midfield as cover. Um, also, when you, you mentioned we were talking about Troy Ore, I saw earlier that Doherty, he said he's got about a week left, hasn't he, till he comes back. So that's good news because I thought Doherty would be out for a while. But yeah, on Sace, I want him to stay because he is a good, like like you mentioned, utility player. He can play defence midfield. And if we do have a little bit of an injury crisis, which we don't do, do we, touch wood, he'll be there to use. I suppose just going back to this, when you think about our our, our squad, our, our, the players who would, you know, we could pick our starting eleven really towards the end of the season easily, and the, the benches were pretty much filled by the same players every game. And we all knew at the end of that season that Costa and Cav were probably the two that needed to make way to bring in stronger players. But I think any of those sort of bench players now, when you're talking about the likes of Sace, is, is a player that potentially, maybe not this transfer window, but a transfer window further down the line that you might try and replace and improve. And I'll probably include like any of the first team players there, there on that list who aren't like the kids, so you can sort of excuse Vinagra because of his age. You can excuse Gibbs White because of his age, even though I thought he had a bad, a poor game against Crusaders, to be fair. Um, so if you're going to improve, you've got to make these brutal decisions. And yeah, potentially maybe Sace might be the next area you look to improve him. But agree with Harry in the meantime that he's just such a utility player that we can't afford to get rid of him right now, I don't think. 
Now, we wanted to get the uh, Crusaders lads on, but they were unavailable. So we went to the next best thing, which was we thought we'll try Visit Belfast, which actually <laughs> uh, came to fruition uh, somehow. Don't ask me how. Um, I'll probably get in trouble if I tell you. But this is Fiona from Visit Belfast on what we can do in Ireland. Fiona, there's going to be hundreds of Wolves fans making the trip to Belfast. They're going to fly into George Best or they're going to get the ferry and somehow get there. And what can they do from there? What's going on in Belfast this week? If I can add, we've got two airports, so they may also be flying into the international airport, but it doesn't really matter because there's um, there's regular bus services from both the airports into the city centre. International is maybe a half an hour bus um, journey away, whereas city airport's that much closer. It's about 15 at the most um, from the city centre. But from either of them, there's tons and tons of things to see around the city. Um, the city hall right in the city centre is open to, for people to visit and they can take a tour of the city hall and maybe even bump into the Lord Mayor. You've got also Titanic Belfast, which is our... Um, um, really our sort of key visitor attraction. Uh, it welcomes in an excess of 800,000 visitors a year and tells the story of Titanic, this ship that was built in Belfast but more famous for uh, its uh, maiden, unfortunately, its uh, tragic maiden voyage. And also uh, a couple of people will be making a weekend of it as well for a longer weekend, but obviously the football is the big one. Where can people go to get that drink as soon as that? Because knowing most Wolves fans, that's probably what they'll be heading to do first. So there are places where it's going to be that you have to, you can't wear a football shirt, where you've got to wear more appropriate attire. I think most, I think like most city centres these days, most bars prefer if you're not wearing um, any sort of football or, or that type, you know regalia. Um, but I mean, there are more traditional pubs that um, are worth going to. Are the likes of the Crown Liquor Saloon, which was built in 1849. You've got the Duke of York. Cathedral Quarter is a really good spot, um, named after St Anne's Cathedral, which has a, a huge spire. But um, around the cathedral, there's plenty of bars and pubs and, um, and, and restaurants for people to really sample the city's nightlife and even just the crack in the afternoon. Have you got any good, good bars or restaurants that are sort of on the way to sea view? Again, probably the closest ones will be in and around the Cathedral Quarter. Seaview is around about it's just over two miles from the city centre. Belfast is pretty compact in that respect, so it's really easy to get to. But um, really, so the Cathedral Quarter uh, and really the city centre, there's plenty of bars and restaurants around um, City Hall, around the Cathedral. There you go, nice. Uh, well, Fiona, thank you for talking to the 77 Club. Really appreciate your time. Okay, we'll move on now to your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Yeah, so kicking off with the uh, betting odds, I'll take over Bayless this week. Obviously, our partner's fans bet. I've sent a few odds over. Now, just in the game itself, Crusaders are 14-1 to 1 just to win the game. We're 1-8 to 8 on, and it's 7-1 to 1 for the draw. Crusaders are 100-1 to 1 to qualify. We are... 1,000 to 1 on <laughs> so looking good uh, just a couple of scores my favourite for us to win 4-1 away is 16 to 1 if you fancy Crusaders to uh, I don't know have a bit of a, a miracle moment and beat us 1-0 that's 33 to 1 2 nils, 80 to 1 for Crusaders so the odds are pretty much we're going through aren't we but you never know I think it was a draw 7 to 1 uh, just a draw in the, two, the game yeah 7 to 1 tomorrow you never know um, strange things happen uh, Jack has your ticket news 
So we'll start with the Crusaders game and a bit of a shock really on this one because there's actually still tickets remaining. I believe they're working their way as of tomorrow morning down the uh, silver away season league holders with X amount of points at various intervals. But uh, there might have been a bit of a mistake by the club there and, and overestimating their demand. I know the allocation was around 530 and I think there's around 700 gold away season ticket holders. And um, I think they were expecting them all to be snapped up by by those people there. But I think um, people might have been put off by, I don't know, the expensive flights or the fact that um, I might have watched the game last week and just don't, don't think it's worth it anymore. I'm not sure. But it's, it's left left people here with potentially, what, a two-day turnaround or even less to be able to organise their flights and everything, everything to Belfast when they could have sold those tickets weeks ago, really. So I don't know if that's a bit of lack of organisation on the club's part there. And obviously it also brings up the question with what's going to happen when we've got like basically a one week turnaround between the next this leg and the next leg which is potentially going to be away in uh, either Armenia or the Czech Republic Armenia. so if you oh. if you've got oh. if you've got one one week to sort out a trip to uh, to Ar- Armenia that's going to be a tough ask of even the most devoted fan i had a quick look at flights actually just joking around and I think you'd have to either fly to Istanbul or Russia first and get a connection to fly to Armenia. And that's just the Armenian capital. I'm not sure where the the, uh, the ground is in relation to that. So that's a bit of a trek. But I mean, it's be one to tell the grandkids about, I suppose, if you were willing to make that trip. But um, uh, in terms of the league games, the opening opener of the season against Leicester is sold out. And the home game against Manchester United on the 19th of August and the Burnley game on the 24th of August are both currently on sale to members and low tickets left for both of them, I believe. Perfect. Uh, Tom, bring you on on that. Yeah, as far as I'm aware as well, the club have put no like travel uh, things on for the European game, but I was expecting them to maybe charter a flight or something yeah. to, to Belfast. There hasn't been any sort of support in that way from the club. Yeah, I thought there'd be a, a sort of an official Wolves Travel Club offering, you know, like they do for the pre-season tour in China and stuff. Mm. And you'd think... You know, with the owners owning an airline, they yeah. might be able to sort something out on that front, particularly if it's Armenia. Uh, but again, it's just such short notice that I don't think they will. And judging by the fact they couldn't even put one onto Belfast, then mm. I haven't got very high hopes. It's a bit tricky, isn't it? Because as well, when you've got something like Worldwide Wolves, which is a Wolves initiative for fans around the world, you know, it's a real opportunity to network with some of these fans that are out there in some of these countries. I mean, it just so happens that we've pulled them Armenia and Northern Ireland out of the bag, which haven't got the biggest Wolves following in the world. Can we get um, Armenian Wolves on for the uh, way perspective next <laughs> we week? We can definitely get them on. Actually, that's, that's, that's actually a shout out. That's a serious question because we are going to be looking for away perspectives. If anybody knows any Czech Republican slash Armenian local football experts, <laughs> maybe hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> I'd love to see that friendship group. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a bad racist joke. Um, but also just a shout out to New York Wolves who've got Faux Sunday uh, so they'll be watching the Leicester game. It will be 8.30 Eastern time for that uh, 9 o'clock kickoff outside at Fosun International Limited, 28 Liberty Street, New York City. First game of the season, that away game. Um, there will be an indoor location, apparently, depending on the weather. So if you are in New York at the time and you want to go and watch the Wolves, you can go and see it for Faux Sunday. We'll move on now to transfers. Hi, I'm Matt Murray. You're listening to the 77 Club. 77 Club for life, yo. So a weekend that saw Jesus, I think we're just going to call him Jesus because (laughs) it uh, involves not having to try and pronounce names. I I would believe that it would be Vallejo, but I'm not going to make any assumptions. Uh, Signing on loan from Real Madrid. Harry, good signing. 
I think he is. I'll be completely honest. I didn't know too much about him, so I did the old classic <laughs> YouTubing. But he looks a big lad. Um, he's obviously got good experience playing sometimes around Madrid. Obviously, he was at uh, Zaragoza and Frankfurt. So, yeah. And they, they released that clip earlier. I watched him on YouTube. Connor Cody barking orders at him, and he's fitted straight in. Looks good. Excellent. He can understand scouts. Tom, <laughs> he's got pedigree. Yeah, well, the fact that we signed a player from Real Madrid just baffles me really if you think about two years ago we were well three years ago scratching around to try and sign Joe Mason and Chris Wood and, and like, to, ju- to just be in talks with AC Milan and Real Madrid is you know dream world really yeah. Jack what about you it was a position that needed filling and I suppose it's a tick in the box yeah I mean I don't know much about him either but uh, you know it's good that he comes from a club like Real Madrid it, I echo those sentiments <laughs> I think he's you know, a centre back he can play the ball quite well and he's, he fits our profile doesn't he you know young under 21 international um, and the potential to develop and have, you know, um, come a long way with this. This is an interesting one because there were lots of reports flying around that there wasn't an option to buy in the loan deal when That's usually right, yeah. there is, isn't mm. there? So, but they did actually, if you remember back to last season, the uh, the deal we had with Atletico Madrid for Johnny Castro all apparently didn't have an option to buy, yeah. but, but we did buy him in January anyway. So whether this will be one where we actually can't buy because Real Madrid want to keep hold of him for X amount of years just in case, or whether there is a negotiation to be had if suddenly he's our standout player come Christmas I, I don't know that's a watch this space but yeah good luck to him and you know, it's a it's a position we did need to strengthen and, and we have it does come a time doesn't it when Real Madrid a bit like Chelsea really you have to say actually these players aren't going to be good enough and there's no point in keeping on to them for, for the long term especially when they can develop at somewhere like Wolves um, Patrick Catrone matter of time isn't it Tom? Yeah, I think by the reports today, he's flown to England at some point today and he's having his medical and it will all be done by Wednesday at the very latest. I think it's a good signing. I think he's, somebody put on uh, Twitter his, his goal-scoring ratio per the first 90 games or something and it's better than Ibrahimovic in the I'll Serie A. Yeah. So he's got great potential. He's very young. There's that picture of him and Jesus as well in the Euro under-21s, which is quite... Uh, Poetic that they've both ended up at Wolves, but um, I can't believe that we haven't had an Italian at the club either, apart from Walter Zenga. But we'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> gloss over that him. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Harry, he's one of those where maybe if you hadn't heard of him, you'd type his name into YouTube. Um, but I'm always wary of that because I did send to the group the video of Bonatini uh, smashing <laughs> them in first 12 goals of yeah. uh, that championship winning season. So uh, you obviously got to take that with a pinch of salt. He does look, I think someone compared him the other day, I was looking online to Inzaghi. Like, he's like a poacher, isn't okay. he? So, mm. yeah, it's something one? different. Which Inzaghi? Uh, the good one. <laughs> the one who scored the Champions League finals on that, yeah. Uh, no, but, mate, and another thing as well, these players are bringing in, what are rumours are bringing, they're all young, aren't they? Like, yeah. I can't pronounce it. I'll say Jesus. Jesus is 22. Obviously, Cretone's 21. And if we do get this Diaz, it's an absolute monster. He's only 22 as well. So they're going for young European killers, aren't they? What a shock. Uh, Jack, you're still a bit apprehensive on the uh, links to Ruben Diaz. I, I think the fact that we did sign Jesus made it made me think it was a dead deal. I, th- I know some of the other guys sort of said similar things on the group as well. So the fact that Spears has come out with it once and then once again... Um, yeah, it surprises me. Cause, but if we can pull that off, then I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll be delighted and shocked. But it's just one that I just can't see 
given the price tag, I mean, it would completely smash our, our transfer record, which obviously we only just just broke with when, when making Jimenez permanent. I think we'd have to pay probably near enough double that. Don't get me wrong, I'd love him, but it's weird when we've just strengthened in that position with, you know, a, a young, similar sort of player. And with the price tag involved and the wages, it'll probably cost to bring him here when he's tied down to Benfica. And by the sounds of it, quite happy to stay at Benfica. So if, if you believe his, his, uh, his, when he's commenting on the, the situation regarding his future it, it yeah it, it would it would be a shock and i don't see it to be honest um i'm a bit annoyed that um spears seems to have ruled out danny omo omo as well mm, mm. Um, because that's uh that was wasn't one that excited me definitely but um we, we will see tim spears doesn't always get it right Elmo off Sesame Street was that? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Signing, he's signing for Villa, I think, fifty million. <laughs> uh, Tom, <laughs> bring you in there. Yeah, uh, the, what I've read about Diaz is that his contract is up for renewal or something at the end of next season. So I think that this all this saga is a bit of a, a show by George Mendes to just get a better mm. deal for Diaz or to extend his contract. So I, I wouldn't read too much into Diaz at all at the moment. In terms of other transfers going on, I mean, that's pretty much it. You sort of see um, people saying they're in the know and I stuff. I watch Sky Sports but, News, Sam, just before we come on, and like Nuno is saying he wants two more quality players. Whether one of them is Cotrone, because obviously he ain't signed yet. So maybe yeah. after Cotrone comes in, there'll be one more. Obviously, we've had a few go out, haven't we? Norris, Super Norris is gone. <laughs> Rafa Mir looks like he's on his way out. So there's a few going out. But yeah, I reckon one more big superstar to come in. Or, well, one more you know good player to come in after Cotrone signs. That's about it, I think. It, who do you reckon that would be, Harry? I've got no idea, mate. Someone I heard of from Europe. Yeah, <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's the moles. What about you, Jack? It still leaves us light, doesn't it, I think? You know, uh, if we just bring in two more players, I know that, that pretty much perfectly fills the matchday squad, but uh, I don't know. You know, likes small squads, though. He always says it, doesn't he? So I know, but I keep saying him. it, but we've got to play in the Europa League, potentially, as well as competing on three domestic levels. So I, I'm worried, but I'll put my faith in Nuno and shut up. Yeah. Will he play the kids in the League Cup? Tom, do you reckon? Yeah, uh, be, uh... I think I think he will. I think that would be the chance to rest some players. But uh, we, do we not enter until round three now because we're in European oh, competition? Yeah, yeah. that's we, not we... until uh, the end of September anyway. So it's not something that we're going to have to think about for a while. Exciting! We might so win that this year. They can get <laughs> <laughs> win the league cup. Yeah. No round. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take that. Win the league cup. again. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, um, we're going to move on now to. Food and drink in the stands. Hi, this is this is some daft shit in the high street. I'm speaking to someone who got picked on the school for him ginger hair. Hi, this is Gaza. Welcome to the 77 fucking high street club. Is that right? That jump was minging anyway. Hi, it's Gaza. This is 77 club. So it's a new era on the pitch, and it does seem that way off it in terms of. Where, what you want when you go and get pie and a pint, essentially, it's just a little bit more posh. It's six quid for a hot wrap and it was all very very slow wasn't it Harry it had gone cashless that week to try and speed things up I don't know if it was the staff or I I might put it down actually to the packaging of the food because all the food looked the same so you had confused teenagers going uh is that a a vegetarian um yeah I don't know what what it is so it just seemed to be very very slow and it took about 20 minutes to get a beer yeah well when we walked in I thought oh I said didn't I well it's card only today we're going to fly down get a couple of beers but it was the longest I think we've ever had to wait at half time especially so maybe they just should stick to doing cash and card maybe it was something to do with you like you said the packaging but it does look nice though the new little screens on there and um it's decent it's uh you know it could be worse it's been worse in years gone by the food and that anyway 
<laughs> this is all p- passed me by this what's what's the new menu it's all on screens now it's all on plasma screens it's and all that screens. all snazzy yeah bloody out so it's it's like uh, now all nice and snazzy but twice the price <laughs> Pretty that's much. the one <laughs> and takes twice as long <laughs> the only thing the only thing I'll say about it is that if you remember when they first installed the the scanners at the ticket on the turnstiles rather than handing your ticket to a man yeah. I remember having a kickoff delayed because of that so there are, there's often going to be teething problems with any new sort of thing mm. they would have, and as well pe- the lots of older people don't tend to have twitter and things like that which is where all the news for uh, the cashless stuff was so i think once once people get into the routine of it i think it'd be quicker and better i think the club did say something like they're keeping one one cash till operating and for x and out of home games so people can get used to it and mm. still don't get caught out by it if they don't turn up with any cash but it's weird because it's only just over a year ago that north bank was cash only wasn't it yeah it's just completely turned on its head yeah it always used to do us over because we used to go in there can we have a beer oh yeah we haven't got no any cash got any money between on us <laughs> yeah but but so now it's gone completely sort of the opposite way within uh, a very short space of time it was just very, very slow. I mean, hopefully it'll get... It, it was almost like all the card machines have broken. So you go, <laughs> we're going to go completely cashless, all on the card machines, and then they seem to be down. But hopefully it's just teething problems. There was a bloke from the fans' parliament on Twitter. I think he was part of the fans' parliament. And he was tweeting out, asking people. And he did mention that there was a slight problem, I think, with the card machines and that. So there's, it will improve. But a lot of people were saying, well, I said, like, just do both. Just do cash and cards. Yeah. You know there's, what I mean? There's always, there's always trouble when... Um, there seems to be when events try and go cashless. I know it's happened at a few festivals. I mean, Downloads, the one where they put in a thing saying it's all cashless. You have to uh, use your card or load your money onto this card. And then the uh, machines have all gone down and nobody can buy anything, even though they've got money in their hand. And like you're just thinking, go back to the old store where I've got six pounds, I want a beer. But no, they can't put it through the till, so they can't open. Mad- <laughs> madness. Like- <laughs> Cash is king. That's what we learned. Well, hopefully they sort it out. But I mean, six quid for a roti wrap or whatever it was, I thought it was a little bit too steep. How was the vegetable? vegetarian sausage Sam uh, I actually had a chickpea pie which was very nice oh hang on, uh, hang, on wait, 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 hang on I just realised they've still got bolty pies haven't they that's what oh, I had, that's what I had. Yeah. it that's just comes good. in it comes in a an aluminium foil case and a cardboard box and how much was it Harry <laughs> I can't remember I just threw my card at them it's about <laughs> six quid I think wasn't it yeah and you can get wolf wolf's water as well yeah I don't know what tenor what, makes that difference uh, (laughs) Um, but we will end with a prediction of hopefully the food and drink situation at Molyneux will get better and also the prediction of the game against Crusaders at Seaview Tom start with you give you the honours of kicking us off Uh, I'll go for a 4-0 win to Wolves excellent Harry Uh, because I was really confident last week I'm going to go the other way because it's a little tight 4G pitch whatever it is I'm just going to say Wolves 2-0 win I was going to say Wolves 2-0 win as well so I'll go with Harry perfect okay well uh, now at this point we say goodbye to Harry goodbye everyone we say goodbye to Jack goodbye and we take Tom into the land of Level Up hi this is Jack welcome to the 77 fucking high street club is that right so Tom you've listened to Harry play Level Up what do you reckon your chances are uh, well, I think I can. I got a couple that he didn't get, so I'm fairly confident, but I don't want to be too cocky. <laughs> Play it safe, that's what I like to hear. Right, yeah. okay. Um, I don't think they're too bad. Um, there are some tricky ones in there. It's a mixture of wolves and other s- football and sport, basically. Okay. So you can pass, you'll stay where you are, and then if you're right and wrong, you'll level up or level down. So motion get is okay. 10. Are you ready to play? 
I am ready. Yes. Let's play level up. From which club did Wolves sign Jody Craddock? Uh, that was from Sunderland. Level Very good. One. If you go to level one, name the four Moscow teams playing in the Russian Premier League. Four. All right. Uh, Lokomotiv Moscow. That's on there. Uh, Dynamo Moscow. Yep. Uh, CSKA Yeah And oh, uh, I don't know Moscow City FC Oh back down To level zero oh. It was Spartak Moscow Tom Oh, Sparta, I oh, could kick him. Look how angry he is. Uh, next up, <laughs> from the face, who was the last Wolves player to play for the England men's first team in 2010? Uh, Matt Jarvis. There he goes, back up to level one. <laughs> who won the Wimbledon men's singles title in 2018? Oh, God. Uh I've got no recollection of this Wimbledon at all. I don't think it was Djokovic or Federer. It's last year. Yeah. Yeah. So because otherwise they'd have said they're going to regain it or something this year, but I, I don't. Th- oh God. I'll go for Federer, but it's probably not. Oh, it is Djokovic. Down he goes on zero. It's going well, Tom. Who was Wolves manager before Kenny Jacket? Uh, Dean Saunders. Oh, he's up to level one. There we go. Who is the current number one in snooker's world rankings? Uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Up he goes, level two. See, he's on a roll now. He's on a roll. Uh, Next one. Who was Wolves shirt sponsor during the 2003-2004 Premier League campaign? That's too easy. Doritos. Oh, here he is. He's getting cocky now. He's up to level three. <laughs> here he is. Uh, whose mascot is Gully the Seagull? Uh, is it Brighton and Hove Albion? Level four. Look at that. He's overtaken Harry's score from last week. Depends what he's going to do from here. Former Wolves chairman. Just pass every pass. <laughs> Steve Morgan founded which construction company in 1974? Oh, construction companies are not... Okay, uh, is it called the... Oh, I don't want to get it wrong now. Is this... Oh, it begins with a B. Buckingham Group? Level three. Red Row. Red Row. Oh, I was going to say Red Row, but I thought that that was too obvious. Ah, I see. It was an easy one. Which former Manchester United defender whose clubs also include Juventus and West Ham, retired in July 2019. Uh, Zabaleta. Level two. Patrice oh, Evra. And that was, at the time <laughs> recording, today, Tom. So uh, not quite on the money. So <laughs> Harry is still top of the leaderboard. Tom, you take bottom place for now so you can be listening in the coming weeks wishing everyone extreme (laughs) bad luck Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it thanks for coming on the podcast hopefully get you on next week as well Uh, hoping that well I hope you get to go to Armenia 
Um, yeah, but for too. the podcast's sake, it would be nice to have you on next week. Um, but we'll see who we get. <laughs> Obviously, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at 77 Club Podcast. And don't forget, you can see some of the wonderful work that Tom does with the old gold and black. Uh, Tom, thanks for your help this week. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.